you have divinely found Awaken Your Sacred Soul System, the Summer Series with Kate Dunnell. This series promises more joy, inspiration and an opportunity to connect with your sacred soul system. Join me this summer and beyond for interviews, high vibe processes and practical ways to live spiritually from soul with complete and utter love for you. Let's take a collective breath, a pause, a moment for you. I hope you enjoy this energetic, uplifting and inspiring series with me, Kate Darnell. This beautiful episode of the Summer Series with Kate Tunnell is proudly recorded and produced on Birupai Country. I'd like to acknowledge and pay my deepest respects to the traditional custodians of this land, their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Summer Series with me, Kate Tunnell. What a treat to have you here and it was a true treat to have this beautiful conversation that I recorded earlier today with the divine Regan Fig. Regan is a pleasurepreneur, mentoring women to lead with pleasure and sharing a, a radiant goddess frequency that truly does make this world a better place. So I invite you beautiful humans to Take in what Regan has to share on all things divine feminine and embodying pleasure right now in this moment. Here we are, a conversation with Kate Darnell and Regan Fig. Let's roll, baby doll. Welcome, Regan Fig, to the Summer Series. It's so beautiful to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm deeply honoured to be here. Oh, my gosh, the first ever guest on Awaken Your Sacred Soul System, the summer series. And I was just telling you before we hit record that it was so important to me that I had you here first because I think this year is going to be the year where a lot of the summer series listeners are going to be leaning into pleasure. And what better person to speak with my community, the whole entire world, all of the podcast <laughs> platforms um, about pleasure than with you, Regan Fig. So let's start with you just telling me a little bit about you and your pleasure field journey and, you know, who you are and what you do. For sure. Oh, what a delight to be here. And yes, let's lean into pleasure more this year. Okay, so for me, what do I want to share? Okay, so ultimately, um, I went through a bit of an experience after my first son was born five years ago, postnatal depression, anxiety, insomnia, and three children later, um, I have continued to, I suppose, um, learn ways to go from not so good to good go from then good to great and then great to like living a lifestyle of, I suppose, moments of ecstasy throughout my day. Um, so, yeah, look, ultimately that was a really short version, but I basically am devoted to experiencing life through the lens of ecstasy. I am devoted to like allowing my desires to be the things that drive me and 
experiencing life, like the full spectrum of life. And the one thing that I suppose has been a really great access point for me to do that is to open to pleasure. And in doing so, I discovered that in fact, that is, can be such an epic tool for finding your shadow and finding all of the, I suppose, like I, interesting ideas as to why you are not worthy of something or what you have to earn or why something's not available to you. Um, so for me, uh, yeah, the lens of ecstasy is how I navigate life. And yeah, I share that with a lot of particularly women and particularly mothers. Um, that's my community. So yeah, online programs, one-on-one mentoring and almost finished my first book. Yes, I'm so glad you brought up a mother's pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, only a couple of chapters away. How how did that come to be? Did you always know you had a book in you, Regan Fig? Uh, not at all. No, 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 no. Um, I've always been a talker. I didn't think I was a writer. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I never spent much time on the computer or the laptop, even though I did like a university degree and things like that. Like I'm one of those people that like does, you know, the two index fingers, like yeah, (laughs) a little bit more advanced than that these days. But really I was like, there's no way I can write a book. And so I suppose just the way that came about was it would have been almost three years ago now that the title actually came to me, A Mother's Pleasure. And I think I was in a coffee shop, I was pregnant with my second son. Um, my first two are only two years apart. And I just started like exploring like what I could actually, what I've learned about experiencing pleasure as a mother. And I started like Googling pleasure and motherhood or like mothers and pleasure. And I couldn't find anything out there that was like really simple and practical and like inviting ways of a mother or ways that a mother can experience pleasure it was a lot of like you know um the plain and the pain and pleasure of motherhood and um where it did sort of start to look at experiencing pleasure in motherhood it was like the simplest like the smallest compartment of experiencing pleasure from the moments that you have with your children Mm. and oh gosh I was like this is just so um what's the word? It's like so reduced down to this tiny little speck of this kind of full spectrum that we have available to us and pleasure as women in the world also mothering, you know? Absolutely. It's almost um, like society and the information that is out there is telling us to sort of make peace with the fact that you have children now. So you find your joy by leaning into the moments with your children. Aren't you a lucky human? Yay. Bye-bye. Past you. And and that's not to say that um, you can't unlock even more pleasure. It's not even necessarily that, that past you pleasure that you're trying to find or like reclaim, is it? Like what you're working with in a mother's pleasure is like really, I think almost, it's not a fast track, but it's a a permission slip to truly feel the whole spectrum of whatever it is that you really want to feel. Yes. (sighs) Okay. So then if we're inviting more people to feel pleasure, 
Where do they start with that? Like this isn't just like, mm-hmm. you know, sexy time, go and have one-on-one time in the bathroom. What what do you, you know, how do you help people dive into pleasure? Yeah, well, I guess it is, it starts with the body, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's not only through the body, right? Um, and what I mean by that is, for example, like you mentioned before, like this kind of societal narrative that, you know, motherhood isn't glamorous, mm-hmm. but, and, and that kind of narrative actually plays to us experiencing experiencing it in a way where we don't see it as an opportunity for pleasure. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of mindset stuff that you, we can shift as well. But ultimately what's super simple, um, sometimes not easy, but simple is to connect with the body first. Like mm. a lot of the times by the time we get to motherhood or even adulthood as feminine beings, we have operated from the neck up, mm. you know, And I think our society really values and celebrates and encourages the masculine, you know, the logical, the rational, the mind, the doing. Um, And so when we can like practice dropping into our bodies and allowing our bodies to be the thing that like, I suppose, helps us navigate what we're experiencing as well as experience what we're experiencing, like allowing it to bring us into a place of pleasure that's when we can start to like being in place of presence. Sorry. That's when yes. we can start to open to pleasure. Yes. Do you think, oh, this is fun. Do you think that coming into body, a big mm-hmm. part of that for feminine beings in particular is acknowledging their feminine essence or is it acknowledging the wholeness of, of a human? I think it's a, acknowledging a whole range of things. And that's why I said it can be simple, but not easy. Uh-huh. I think that part of the reason why a lot of us are actually resistant to experiencing pleasure, often we'll think that like, oh, it's not for us or mm. I don't have the time. or So there is actually a bit of a resistance to pleasure. And I see that as well as there being a resistance to being in the body mm-hmm. and Yeah, so I think that a key piece of that is being with any of that kind of discomfort or awkwardness um, or resistance that does come when we want to connect with our body and connect with our our feminine. And I see this so, like, I, I almost see, like, pregnancy as the training ground for this, you know, it's such a divine design where, you know, we're in a body that starts to soften and round and slow. We're in a body that the, our senses are heightened. Mm. You know, we start to experience the present moment. How can you not experience the present moment when your smell is heightened and, you know, that all of those kind of things. So every there's, yeah, you, your sensations are heightened too. You feel it. You're starting to feel it. Yeah. Yes. And we've got all that kind of feminine creative juices flowing. And, mm. and then we lead into birth. Like if we can have that safety to begin to open and surrender and be in the body and allow it to move us and guide us and allow that intuition to kind of allow us to, well, allow our int- intuition to kind of help us navigate the moment. Um yeah, when we can allow that all to happen, that is, again, like experiencing that feminine energy as well. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I love that you brought intuition up with this because I think often people will try and separate intuition from divine embodiment and coming into body, but they're like 
they they have to co- coexist, right? Like, you know, our intuition isn't separate from us. It's something that comes from an internal compass and that we can embody. Would Do you agree? Do you think? Do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, like from my experience, the more I have deepened my connection with my body, mm-hmm. the clearer that has gotten for me. My intuition is a lot more clearer. And the, the deeper I've connected with my body, the, the greater relationship I've fostered with my body, the more I trust it and I trust those messages. Yeah. There's that deep yep. level of trust there as well. Mm. So I can make decisions a whole lot easier. Um, I know where my boundaries lie because I can feel like where I'm starting to feel that friction. Um, and my intuition is one of those things that, you know, again, with fostering this deep relationship with my body has come through a whole lot clearer. Yes. And it's been fun too, you know, yeah. like why it, not use pleasure as an access point for all of this? Right. And also when the more we feel into pleasure, the more we can know and trust what doesn't feel good and right for us. Right. Yeah. So when we get those gut like oh that feels so wrong instead of that the way we've many of us have been raised in that masculine and I know I really trudged into my 20s in my masculine it really served me then but you would almost go oh that feels uncomfortable I'm not going to explore that and soften into that though I'm going to just march on through and be big tough me and almost forget that um those feelings that displeasure um, is probably your body, your intuition trying to really truly speak to you and go, well, no, this doesn't feel good and right and congruent to what you need. So what are we going to do about that? So yeah. suddenly there's so much space. Pleasure just gives us space. Freaking fig, does pleasure give us space? I think it gives us a sense of knowing that creates spaciousness. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like that, that when you can kind of be really trusting and knowing in something, it feels like you're not then on shaky ground. It's like you're not wasting time and energy and attention looking for answers elsewhere. So I feel like that's where the spaciousness Mm. it makes pure sense a sense of knowing that creates spaciousness yeah Mm -hmm. so um suddenly we can feel more self-assured and Mm -hmm. grounded in the present moment (gasps) ah delicious delicious okay well what are your um go-to pleasure points what are your pleasure points Regan what do you do for pleasure all the ways. Let me tell you all the ways, Kate. Um, yeah, this is a three and a half hour podcast with Regan Fig where we list all the ways. Yeah. And look, I think too, that's probably something that's really helpful to like actually speak to right now in that it doesn't have to be a huge list of things. It doesn't have mm. to be really like profound, deep, like, you know, some kind of embodiment practice that takes three uh, hours. I went to a three-hour, $30,000 something-something retreat where I unlocked my something-something. Yep, get you, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. yeah mm. I think um, the most, like, impactful, pleasure-filled, ecstasy-fueled moments are the moments where you can be in the presence of what is when Mm. you can feel the sunshine on your face while perhaps you are having your morning cuppa 
and feel your feet on the ground. You know what I mean? Like we could create like an entire repertoire and and if you get the opportunity to, I wouldn't say not to. Um, But I think it just, I think the message that's coming through is that like it can be so simple, like pleasure can be so simple and the most simplest pleasures can be the most impactful. Yes. Do you think yeah. a lot of people have some kind of block or barrier up? Oh my God, this is this is like a no-brainer, but I want to explore your response to this. Uh, like a block or a barrier up to just even allowing themselves to feel simple pleasure? Yes, like all mm. of the pleasures too. Um, and it's this idea that we have been, we've learnt mm. like probably our entire lives that we need to earn it. And until uh-huh. we all the things until we've ticked all the boxes until we have you know yeah I'll just leave it at that like done all the things we're not allowed to enjoy ourselves or have our pleasures until we've done all the things yeah even things like eat all the food on your plate before you get the ice cream right yeah. Like it's really programmed into us that you don't get the sweet treat until you've eaten all your veggies which I'm not saying don't eat all your veggies but (laughs) Yeah, good point to like, can those veggies be really pleasure-filled and delicious? Yes. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think um, in answering your like sort of last questions about like what my pleasure go-tos are, it'd be really simple things. And it's it's stuff that is simple and that is in the moment and it changes day to day. Like sometimes it might be being snuggly with a rug and some Ugg boots and a book. Other times it might be swimming in the ocean with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, other times it could be taking myself for an afternoon at a spa, you know, mm-hmm. or sipping like a beautiful glass of champagne with my husband. Um, so yeah, it sort of changes. And I just really continue this practice of becoming aware and conscious of my energy and what I'm craving and what I'm desiring because that guides me as to how I will get the most juice out of it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Well, again, it's when you, once you are in true congruence with your body and your inner compass and that comes into alignment with your intuition, the there is just a myriad of moment by moment, like pleasure pockets for you to explore. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, you know, I had to I had to bring the alliteration of pleasure pockets in, Regan Fig. Um, oh, so much fun. So much fun. Okay, so I'm going to ask every every guest on the summer series some summer series questions. Are you ready for some summer series questions? Yes, please. Mm, okay, excellent. So you feel free to, you know, take take up as much time as you like answering these ones. The first one. Um, comes from the fact that, you know, I, I love to talk all things sacred soul. And I would just love to know what does living from your sacred soul or living sacred mean for you, for your family, for your business? Mm, that's such a great question. And I love that you would ask such a great, great question. <laughs> Darling, we're, we're diving deep with Regan Fig. These are great. And like, I'm just thinking too, it's the start of the year. Like these are really, it's such a beautiful question to kind of have that knowing moving forward. You know what I mean as well? So, okay. Um, living sacred and from soul for me is, I, I suppose what we kind of talked about is, is that like, living from my truth, from my knowing, from my inner compass. Mm. So for me, like 
acknowledging that it might look different today as what it did did yesterday or a week ago. Um, it might even be completely different to something that I had um, thought of before, you know, like we can change our ideas and our minds. And um, so I suppose that thing, I guess the, the thread there is like being aligned to self yeah. and knowing of self. So I think mm. in order for it to be sacred and like from soul, I think it needs to, it needs to be true to you. Yeah. Is this like a really basic answer or like? Oh, my God. Did you just attempt to call yourself basic on the <laughs> summer series with Kate Darnell? We don't do basic. We might do simple, straightforward, but there's nothing basic about that response. Uh, no, that was not basic, darling. Um, no, that was true and real and came from your heart. And this is this is the thing. And this is what I'm constantly, look at me, Regan Fig got Kate all, all riled up. But this is what I think or why we're having this conversation in the summer and at the beginning of the year here is because those simple responses, like living aligned with my truth my in, is, and my integrity is what makes things feel from soul and sacred for me. Like, mm. That that simple sentence is like quantum leaps for all of us, I think, to really embrace this truth that it doesn't have to be complicated. And we're not here for like, you know, I don't know, massive philosophical conversations about like, oh, what it means, like what sacred means to me. It's like, no, no, we're here for a conversation about like, this is how I live sacred every day. And so what I heard and what I felt was to live sacred means to live my truth. And to believe in that so much that that there's just no space for question. There's no space for doubt. And yeah. all we do from here on in is be in that capsule of this is sacred, like my truth yeah. is sacred. So thank you for asking if that was basic because it was not. <laughs> there's another element there to me, like to this answer as well for me, in that I have this... Um, desire to consciously be curious about me uh-huh. yes experiment and like there's that element as well like yeah I suppose a knowing of self like oh okay this is something that I didn't know before or oh I'm intrigued that I believe this about myself or yeah, so I think having like this lens of curiosity as well and experimentation and that brings in a little bit of play. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, you know, and I mean, for me, like when I talk of anything sort of soul-led or sacred, like it doesn't have to be serious, you know, mm-hmm. like I've got a yogi background and um, there was always this kind of, not always, I won't say always, but sometimes in spiritual circles, perhaps, mm you feel this too, there's this kind of like heaviness to it that it needs to be serious. And in order mm. to be a really good spiritual person, it's got to be mm. very serious, which of course, Kate Darnell, you you know that. Oh, someone once told me at a barbecue that I couldn't be that spiritual because I was going to eat meat. <laughs> and I laughed until I cried. I'm like, oh. okay, that's okay. I'm, I mustn't be then. Yeah. So well, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. And, 
and I thought like I couldn't be a proper yogi once. Like I went to yeah. my yoga teachers and everything. And even though I was running classes and I was kind of operating my own kind of little studio within a studio, I, I hadn't even considered myself very spiritual because I was a bit silly sometimes, you know? What? Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I so, think yes, there, I- can be a ser- there can be a cap on how people perceive uh, soul and spiritual work and ultimately if it's coming from any any form or any lens of judgment or any you should or you're not well mm. that's where the the gap of true um spiritual uh i guess enlightenment or embracing that essence of spirituality um yeah. comes in it's like well as soon as there's anyone tries to taint any human being human and existing in their own love bubble of their beautiful sacredness that's when something's not spiritual actually mm. so na 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 to that person <laughs> no, I don't mean that because then I'm being ironic and not being spiritual I get it <laughs> so much irony in one <laughs> I didn't know I could put so much in one breath <sighs> breath beautiful no so so true that it does that silliness silliness can be uh, such a big part of pleasure too and such a big part of making life sacred like you know I I know from for the girls for my daughters um they they remember the fart jokes more than that like you know really deep and meaningful conversation we had as we watched the sunrise like they'll be like yeah that the sun was really nice mum but oh god like that fart or whatever you know (laughs) like that that's their pleasure um and not trying to cap that is important oh my god Regan Fig we've done farts we've done we're we're covering it all (laughs) look my daughters are really of an age where they still love the fart jokes I'm not gonna lie um, okay, that was a beautiful response. Thank you. And so far from basic. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, here's my next question then. What makes life golden for you? Because as you know, I deeply believe we're living in this age of golden light. Um, and I'd just love to hear what makes life more golden for you and for your family, business, et cetera. Oh, again, Kate. Another <laughs> question. Oh, I love I love the love you have for my questions. Thank you, Regan Fee. Yeah. Oh, they're so juicy. Um, I think I mentioned before, like experiencing life through a lens of ecstasy. Mm-hmm. So like being open to every moment being a moment of ecstasy and allowing each moment to have the potential to be pleasurable, each moment have the potential to be ceremony. Um to have like beauty in every single moment. Like now I'm sure your listeners are probably like, this chick, is she high? Like, (laughs) I don't think they listen to me. No, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, well, I just think like. um, Like, does she actually take ecstasy? (laughs) And like every moment of every day, and this is something that I often will ask, and I've written in my book, this question of like, if you had, if I was a pleasure genie and every moment of every day could be pleasure or ecstasy mm. or enjoyment for you, like how would you, like what would your response be to that? Oh, yes. And so often it's these responses of like, oh, well, not me or like well, how, how irresponsible or how frivolous yes. or it's never yes. getting done. Or, yes. And so I, I love that as like a question to exploring our relationship to pleasure, our mm. relationship to our what we think our potential is for pleasure and ecstasy and making life golden. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, I think just exploring, like, for me, like, how can I be open to ecstasy, to pleasure, to, you know, moments that are like, and I'm just seeing like, like golden moments Mm. in Mm. every moment of every day. Yes. Not to say that I live 100% of the time in that experience. It's a practice, right? Like I have three children, Absolutely. five and under. <laughs> oh, I, I just love that you're here and smiling. I love that you can use the word ecstasy. And, you know, may this be a message to everyone. And maybe you need some Regan fig juice if you're really rolling your eyes going, what? How can she be so happy with three children, five and under? <laughs> it is it is a practice and it does take um, work and it does take truly acknowledging our worthiness and mm. how deserving we are. Like um, I don't think little people come into our lives for us to be deprived from pleasure. Totally. Um, like, and ultimately, you know, most of us are having children because we're seeking that, those golden, beautiful, creative opportunities and raising these, you know, beautiful, vibrant little beings. Why not make all those moments matter in a, in a happy, fulfilled way? Yeah. Maybe content. Happy can be a bit overused. Content and fulfilled. Oh, way. yeah. Take it. Have a selection. Have a little collection yeah. of different things, you know, right? Happiness, mm. contentment, enjoyment. And I think you touched on something there too, like in that, um, like, so I started out doing like one of my first programs was called the Mama Cup Filler, right? And it was all mm. about filling our cups. And something I discovered, and this is like a, got a lot to do with pleasure as well, is that you know, I could write a list a mile long of like self-care practices or, Mm -hmm. you know, things that you might enjoy. I call it like a pleasure prescription, right? I could write anyone out a pleasure prescription and I'm sure we can all write one out for ourselves. Mm. But there's something that then is often stopping us from actually experiencing that in the now. And so Mm. what is that? And often it is a lot of those stories that, again, are going to stop us from experiencing some of those golden moments that are available to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there. It's it's in front of us. It's in us, you know, yeah. in every moment of every day. So I think the practice is, and this is like the knowing of self and the, um, the curiosity and the experimenting and the play and the um, expression, like, exploring what it is that is stopping us from you know making life golden what's stopping us from experiencing ecstasy in every moment you know experiencing pleasure mm. in every day. and so I sense for a lot of our listeners it, and it's not just mama's guilt but it's there's a there's a whole heap of guilt in that truly allowing ourselves isn't mm. it? Like I know when I, I, it's not even a confession now. It's no secret to, to everyone who knows me that um, baths, long, long, steamy baths are my non-negotiable. And every time we've had an overcast rainy day, even like my family now, like, oh, Kate, mom, like this is it's an overcast day. Mom's going to have a three and a half hour bath. Um, but like some, many, many people have said like, but like oh that's because the girls are older and like you you don't feel guilty like don't but don't you feel guilty and it's when you get to a point I think where it's like well no I'm going to start feeling guilty if I don't do it because Mm -hmm. I'm a better person when I do do those things and that guilt that story that's just so laden with we're almost um we almost get really stuck in the I better not do that thing because I might love it so much and then I'm just going to feel so guilty that I did that thing and then well oh no you know 
yeah, um, it's, um, so it's just that I didn't even know what is that thing just is it a negative yeah from my experience and that of like a lot of my clients and stuff it's an undercurrent of shame of course because yeah. yes of course so, so from from guilt um there's probably some shame to explore mm. yeah and when it comes to pleasure I mean like if like, and you might know this too, Kate, or any of your listeners, if they do have little children, like there is so much shame that happens mm. when we're young children. Like um, some of the work that I do is with NLP. We do some kind of different techniques of like releasing emotions and things. And um, every single client I've worked with, when it comes to releasing shame, we always go back. The subconscious takes us back to the first experience of that. And every mm. single time mm. it has been related to pleasure, whether mm. that is an experience of pleasure in the body or mm. pleasure from taking some food that wasn't for them or mm. stealing something they shouldn't have or taken something, taking something they shouldn't have taken. Mm. Um, yeah, doing something that brought them pleasure that they were then shamed for. So that's kind of the start of that bonding between pleasure and shame. And it gets like it gets strengthened as we go through life. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like we can all probably look back on our lives and consider all of the times that we felt shamed and then, you know, for experiencing pleasure. And then we start to police ourselves mm-hmm. so that when it does come to then experiencing pleasure, particularly as we're older, we might not even understand what that resistance is. Yeah. What's stopping us from doing those things? And yeah. often it's because there's this undercurrent of shame, which often we actually numb because we don't want to feel it because it feels uncomfortable. And that numbing of those emotions then also kind of desensitizes everything else. So it's the probably feel as pleasure. Yeah. Ultimately, why you're not in your body. Yeah. Ultimately, it's like, well, now I'm not in my body because of all that stuff. (gasps) Regan Fig, oh my God, expert in all things pleasure and living your best, most fulfilled life. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this. This is great. And I know, I know that that is going to really resonate with so many people that that guilt, explore the shame. It's safe Mm -hmm. to explore where's that shame. And the really, lovely thing I love about my soul work is that I'm all about like, we can, we can shift this, we can move this because I'm all very air element. And I'm like, let's, let's keep moving forward and through this. So I just really invite our listeners to tune into, you know, oh, but I would feel guilty or I don't have time or I need to be helping other people and look at where that, where that's coming from. Look at that shame seed and then explore how you can release it. And uh, hello, you've got the almighty Regan Fig who can definitely help do that. It would be my pleasure. It would be your pleasure. Okay, there's one, well, two, two more questions. One question, two parts, because I've actually used your word of the year in the final question, which is, Ooh. Regan Fig, what do you do to invest in you um, and to keep trusting and loving in like yourself, like as a daily practice or just an all in all energetic thing, what do you do to keep yeah. loving and trusting in you? Yeah, this is absolutely a great question. And so, yeah, as you said, it's my word of the year. So I've committed yes. to every day do something that I that is an investment that is investing in me and what matters to me most which is often, you know, my family, my children and like nature and things like that. So 
I love to, like, I don't have a morning routine or anything. I don't have like anything that I consistently do daily, but the things that I do that I weave in throughout my life is some time alone, Mm -hmm. some time in nature, Mm -hmm. Oh, like to dive under the ocean. That's one of my favorite things to do. Dive under the ocean and like, look at the sun, like eyes open under the water, look at the sun streaming through, like just being in nature, um, like accessing the things that actually feel good for me and taste good, like having an, an, a sensual experience with life, like a sensual relationship with life, which is ultimately just, yeah, being that kind of tactile connecting with my senses, whether it's for a coffee or snuggles with one of my babes. Um So all of those things like that I shared already, a lot of them aren't in terms of like, that's not like a financial investment, but Mm. it's an investment of like time and attention and energy, which, yeah, when you're a busy person, those kind of things are um, sometimes even more valuable than the dollar, right? Oh, that, that is how the dollars find us. And this is, this is my 2022 message for a lot of people um, is that when we take those moments to pause, to rest, to relish in the everyday, it truly does open up more abundant opportunities and moments of prosperity. Like it really, really does set us free from those limiting thoughts of like, must work hard, must work more must you know do do more um and that's just like ouch that's not pleasurable yeah that that hurts yeah Mm. and I think like ultimately it's like when I've been thinking even just the last sort of what few days into this year like with being conscious of investing in something each day Mm -hmm. I'm noticing that the investment is to um keep this tool this body sharp yeah and clear and well oiled and um so yeah like already some of the things that I've been thinking of this year in terms of like investment it's been for learning Mm -hmm. and understanding and um exploring like whether that is for my business or for self and also two things that are going to be an investment in like my actual like physical body because like as you said before you know like you start to learn that especially when you're a parent looking after yourself that's actually something that's going to benefit yourself and others right and so yeah I think just having this awareness that the better oiled I can be whether that's like my mind, my soul, my body, like all of it, um, the more I can invest in all of that, the better that will be for myself, for the people and the things that matter to me around me. And, um, yeah, that's going to have an absolute flow on effect with the collective, right? Imagine Definitely. It already that. does. Yeah. yeah. And we can only all do that when more and more of us step into the wholeness of us and give ourselves permission to be all of that and then more people can do it and then in time well that dream and vision can come into fruition yeah Yeah. and yeah yeah. of things that can make the biggest shifts in our trajectory right 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm believing it um, more and more. And how fitting that just today I had a one-on-one session where we spoke about releasing uh, that funny, funny, that fear, shame, guilt, um, because when we don't do that, the disservice is this undercurrent, a whole frequency of resentment. Um, mm. and that's actually doing so much this, this harm. And, you know, I had to really watch myself because it's like, I'm not saying you're doing harm, but I'm also saying that you're doing harm because <laughs> like we are doing harm to our sacred soul system. When we painfully tell ourselves these stories that aren't, they're really not good for our central nervous system. Regan, they're not good for our pleasure palace. Um, Absolutely not. So yeah, I think even this conversation will allow thousands of people um, to truly tune in and become more aware of that ripple effect that can have just this amazing expansive shift collectively, you know, on the, within the entire planet. Like that's my quantum truth. I truly know that, that that is true. And it won't look like this for everyone. Like, you know, I it definitely won't be a three-hour bath for everyone. For starters, my husband Silas just thinks that's the most grossest thing to soak in your <laughs> to soak in your own body yeah. water. <laughs> He's yeah. like, ew. But he knows that his pleasure comes from being out on the beach on a windy day, watching birds, etc. So I just really, really know that we, um, when we keep trusting and loving in us in whichever way works and feels best and right for us, that's making the world a better place. Yes. That is where the, the whole sacred thread begins and ends. And, and I think to, um, there was something that you said there, what was it? Oh, I forget. It might come back to me, but there's something that you said, and I was like, "Oh, yes, I wanted to jump in on that." But, um, I bet you could jump in with it here. Our our closing question, but we're never totally, we're never finished. We're constantly evolving. Um, the conversations will continue beyond here. I'm certain. Regan Fig, what are you here for in 2022? Now you've hinted at investment and investing in you. What are you truly here for? Oh, oh, I'm here for like. I'm feeling this kind of surge of um, like deep conversation and community and like reverence for not just self but other, you know. I'm feeling like perhaps it's sisterhood. Yeah, I think maybe just not just, you know, maybe just. I think that perhaps this year I'm really here to have some deep open conversations and to start conversations and to yeah have that reverence for each other and connection and maybe that is conversations with others as well as deep conversations of self I don't know I feel like it's conversation community like reverence yes Are are you getting a feeling oh total um divine connection where you stay curious um where you keep exploring and Mm. I think you keep waking up to new, more deeper and divine moments of ecstasy every single day. Delicious. Yes, delicious. I think that's what you said. That's what I felt. Yeah. That's what I took from that. (sighs) Regan Fig, we're going to share all the delicious, scrumptious ways that the beautiful 
people that are here with us on the summer series can work with you or explore or connect more deeply with you this curious prosperous soul investing year that 2022 promises to be thank you for your divine time today thank you for your divine time today thank you so much for having me and Kate I will chat with you forever and ever and ever so it's true it's true thank you like it's it's what we will do um cannot wait for more convos beautiful soul we'll chat to you again soon bye-bye thank you Kate And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this episode as much as the other ones, be sure to share, like, review, and do all the things that means this podcast can be heard by a gazillion other people because these conversations are really making the world a greater place and are only that spectacular because of you and your listening. Pleasure. You'll find all things Regan Fig and how to contact her in the show notes. And you'll find all things Kate Darnell at withkatedarnell.com.